Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. It is I to speak to you and welcome to the show. This is Straight Talk on Health, or should we say the COVID-19 newsletter. I keep trying to get away from the subject, but it keeps pulling me back in because I find it my obligation. I know you don't have the time, maybe you don't have the education, but you've got to get the straight talk on this. We have been so lied to, not going to harp on it, not going to get negative. Father's Day is approaching. It's time for joy. So let me give you some. These idiotic, jackass, left-wing, extreme liberal Governors that we didn't know were such throughout the United States, unfortunately ours perhaps being one of them, we're starting to get our act together. This week, the state of Pennsylvania, the state legislature, told their governor to go stuff it. They rescinded the quarantine with all the privileges reinstated. This, of course, is being fought by the governor, but in the balance of trade, it really appears like State legislatures with liberal governors who have trapped their people like prisoners in their homes against their will at all, closed businesses, created a pandemic beyond a pandemic, it's called an economic crash, are getting put in their place finally. Well, it's going to spread, and it did, because just the other day, the state of Minnesota did the same with their idiotic liberal governor. And of course, Orange County, so let me get to our homeland, thank God, for Orange County and some common sense, they have rescinded the face mask order. Now, unfortunately, although originally it was for the workers, too, of the businesses, but no, that was compromised, it appears. And right now, Orange County declared the other day that you don't have to go into a store with a face mask on. You don't have to walk when social distancing is not permissible. You still don't have to have a face mask. It's a trend. It's trending. Despite what's going on in the idiocy of Seattle, this is trending. Thank God for common sense. I called it last week because I felt a shift. I think that shift is is going to spread, and I think we're going to see more states follow suit. Against which, of course, Dr. Fauci, our hero, yours and mine, Mr. New York, Brooklyn-born Fauci, had something to say across the news platforms yesterday and of course we've got to be very careful says Fauci he's very gravely concerned because this rapid or premature opening of the United States with all its trimmings is going to precipitate a second wave Dr. Fauci would you please I can't say it on air but you all know what I'm thinking would you please just go there as fast as possible you bought pig you absolute slob and he is Why do I say that? Because despite Fauci's warnings, when you look at the statistics, go to Worldometer 
and look at the statistics, look at the cases, look at the deaths, look at the hospitalizations, and what you'll find across the United States, Georgia, Florida, the ones that started it real early, nothing's really changing. We've stabilized, like Witkowski said, like Ioannidis said, like Gupta said, like all the other epidemiologists, except Fauci and Burks. Ho, ho, might they have investments in vaccines? Despite what Fauci blurbed out yesterday all over the United States. You know, it's interesting when you listen to him lie through his teeth, that rat. When you listen to him lie through his teeth, he's not fooling America. Because if you study the responses, by and large, for every person that says, thank God for Dr. Fauci, there are 10 people that tell him he's a stinking liar, and he is. Well, thank God for common sense and all races, colors, and creeds that have it. Because Fauci's on his way out, and so is the coronavirus. Amen. The only thing we're going to have to deal with is an argument that Fauci's counterpart, his clone, Dr. Burks, argued very sneakily to Judge Janine a number of weeks ago. And that is, and I want to tip you off to this, so please, my fellow Americans, get this one straight. What Burke suggested on Dr. Janine, it's a YouTube clip that's up on my show. You could just look it up yourself, Dr. Burke's Judge Janine. She insinuated this lying rat that the only way we understand the concept of herd immunity is with respect to a vaccine. And of course, this is where Gates, Fauci, and Burke's, the CDC, the WHO, are all going to try to trap us. It's into forgetting or never learning what herd immunity really means. It's into reducing the prevalence of how much this virus is actually spreading and doing no harm. It's letting us and making us and deceiving us and causing us to forget in our innocent, uneducated states, not you because you listen, but it's into deceiving the broadstream American public into thinking that there's no such thing as herd immunity until we get a vaccine. And this is the argument, mark my words, do not doubt me. This is what you're going to take to the bank, unfortunately, pretty soon, if and when we get a vaccine. So I'm just going to paint the scenario. Remember I said this. I'll call you back to this show within six months, I have no doubt. Somewhere along the line, we're going to come up with a vaccine. Now, the vaccine's not going to be 100% effective. This is very important to understand, because if the vaccine was 100% effective, well, then we have an argument. We're going to say, look, you over there in the corner, if you're afraid that you're going to get this virus, you're vulnerable, whatever it is, well, then, in fact, you take the vaccine, and then you're protected, and I don't have to take it because I don't want rat genes in my body because I don't trust it because I don't believe the CDC because I don't believe the AMA because they do a great job of getting me dead sooner than I should. Don't bother to talk to me about little things like vitamin D and exercise and sunshine and why did we close the trails or the beaches when that's where we can sedate our nervous systems which is the biggest piece of the cytokine storm they keep saying actually turns your lungs to jelly? <coughs> Boy, I'm getting a cough. This CDC, this AMA, 
this WHO and all the games they play are going to coalesce an argument soon. They're going to create an argument and they're going to say, yes, the vaccine's only 40 or 50% effective, so you should get it. And then you're going to say, yeah, but I don't want it. And they're going to say, yes, but you see, if you get it, it may work. It may not work, and that's unfortunate, but it may work. And if you get it, even though you don't want it, you're obligated to get it because if we all get the vaccine, we're going to approach herd immunity that much faster. You get it? I want you to kick back. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your bias is. I don't care if you're liberal, Democrat, communist, socialist. I don't care. I want you to understand you're about to get trapped into being forced to do something you may not want to do. And here's the rationale. So I'll say it again. If the vaccine, like all the flu vaccines, is only partially effective, Dr. Burks has taken the liberty of changing the use of the term herd immunity, put it on the back of a vaccine, and the argument will be, well, yes, you don't want to take the vaccine, but if you take it, well, then you may, because we don't know when it's going to work. We only know it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. But the more people that take it, the faster we'll approach herd immunity, which means you have to take it because the other guy over there, he took it too. your neighbor, your parents, your uncle, and they're 80 years old and they have comorbidities and they took it. But it may not be effective. So to ensure or to decrease the likelihood of transmission, you have to take it. Because that will bring us and the whole society towards herd immunity with that much more power and influence. And there's going to be their argument. Now this is going to be the great debate. This will probably be one of the biggest down the pipe in the history of our country, if not the history of civilization. Should you or should you not, must you, for your fellow man, be injected by Dr. Fauci? Because he loves you. He cares. He just innocently bought the Ferguson model that predicted two million dead in the United States. He didn't know. Models are only as good as their assumptions, says Dr. Fauci. And after 50 years, he couldn't smell that cockroach Neil Ferguson from a mile away. So then rather listening to more peer-reviewed perceptions of just to what extent this virus would affect us, Dr. Fauci goes and picks 2.1 million dead and the entire social policy with all the economic and political derivatives ensued. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. He doesn't apologize. He just stands up there, that smug pig that he is, and simply says, listen, guys, models are only as good as their assumptions. And now that we've got more data, data that we didn't have before, well, we're going to change. You see? No, Fauci, you don't get a break on this. Because there were 15, 20, 30, 50 other impeccably credentialed epidemiologists and clinicians going, oops, 
I don't like the way this thing works or looks. The Ferguson model, something stinks. Where was Fauci? Where was Burks? Where was Gates? No, they're sitting there, guys. And they're developing each and every day new and sneakier rationalizations such that when they finally do come out with some form of a vaccine, tested or not, safe or not, the argument's going to be, you don't want to take it, but now you got to, to save your neighbor. Mark my words, take that to the bank. If you're new to the show, I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is Straight Talk on Health. For as long as I'm around, I hope you enjoy the show, because you're not going to hear it better from anybody else. Let's get on with this. Show 473. That's right, since 2011, we've been pumping it out. Today's show. The country has opened, but what about the elderly? I suggested I'd take you up on this last week. True to my word, here we are. What about the elderly? What can the elderly do? Other than idiot Cuomo of New York and his sidekick, alcoholic Tom Murphy. No, I shouldn't say alcoholic, but that's a dude that drinks. When the nose gets that big and the face gets that red and you slur when you talk, I smell a real boozer there. Governor Murphy of New Jersey. Governor Cuomo. The rest of the northeastern states account for about one-third of all the deaths. Let's add to that something else about the deaths. Many of those deaths were people who were assumed to have COVID but never tested. The other thing is the CDC had us change the way doctors fill out death certificates. Dr. Ezeke, public health official that heads the state of Illinois, I put her on the show for whatever reason, good or bad, she came out and told us. If you fall off and out of a tree and fall on your head and die and they test you and you just happen to have COVID, that's a COVID death. Cause of death, COVID. She said that blatantly. Don't doubt me. Go on there. Dr. Aziki, Chicago. You'll listen to her tell you that. That's another way the COVID deaths got inflated. Here's a third way. We didn't take care of our elderly. And I'm going to get to that, not just in the conclusion of this show, but then I'm going to do the second piece later today and really focus on what the elderly should be doing, what we should have done, what everybody from Sweden to New York State will now genuflect and state, this is what we should have done. Sorry. Get to that in a minute. But another way, I just heard this one the other day. This blew my mind. Let me explain how they're scamming you even more with these hyperinflated death rates. Check it out. Talking to a nurse the other day, she's called a home care nurse. Some of your parents or relatives have had them. Home care nurses. A home care nurse stays home and takes care of you when you're sick. If you go to the hospital and test positive for COVID and you go back home, Check this out, as you should. The home care nurse takes care of you. If you're not feeling well, if for whatever reason you got to go back to the hospital, the hospital tests you again, and you test positive for COVID. That's counted as a second COVID case. If you go back home for a third time, 
mend up, but then have to go to the hospital for whatever again. That's counted as another COVID case. Every time they test you, it's counted as a COVID case. Go figure that one. Gee, do you think it might have something to do with the fact that the more COVID cases you have, the more you're reimbursed at the hospital? Do you think? Do you think that's why Dr. Anderson up there in Bakersfield, the state senator of Minnesota, who's also an MD, and many others have said they just feel unduly pressured to state that people have COVID even if they're not tested. And when they are tested, test them as many times as you can and just keep pumping the numbers up. Give the hospitals financial incentive after denying them their life's work, telling them we can't have the imminent emergency cases being taken care of unless it's real imminent death. Take your hospital down, furlough your doctors, furlough your nurses, as many across the United States are. Don't believe this absolute garbage about how the hospitals are overloaded or why are those Navy ships empty and always were. And while the hospitals are losing money, give them an incentive to make a COVID diagnosis, to put on a death certificate, cause of death, doctor, cause of death, COVID. If you don't believe me, just listen to Dr. Aziki. She told the nation about a month or two ago. Do you have any idea how inflated this 115,000 dead is? Do you have any idea? How are we ever going to know for sure? But I smell an enormous rat here. And we're now, of course, a la Dr. Fauci stating, you know, as concerned as I am about you because I love you all so deeply and we're working double, triple overtime for that vaccine that I don't have any investments in, mind you, we may approach the 200,000 that we anticipated in the first place because at this rate, added up by the time we have two cycles of this, Cycles meaning by the time we say it started in March and it's ending, say, in December or so, we're going to hit 200,000. How much of that do you think that is hyperinflated and one big stinking lie? So I'm going to go down on record once again and tell you this is no worse than the 2018 flu. It's no worse than H1N1. And if those numbers look different, if they look higher, it's because it's been inflated. And I just told you all the ways it's being inflated, except one. And this is why I'm going to do a second part to this show. The one way this was inflated is we let the old people die. That's right. Cuomo, I hope you're listening. You stink on ice. I can't believe my parents supported your father when I was a kid. Whatever your father did... He messed up bad that you even exist. Because as we know, Andrew Cuomo, when pleaded with by the New York State old age homes to create some sort of incentive, some sort of facility to help to facilitate the separation of the elderly that had it versus those that didn't, turned his back, as did his sidekick, Tom Murphy the governor of New Jersey. So why do you think the death rates are so high? That's right. Thank you, Massachusetts. Thank you, New York State. 
Thank you, New Jersey. Thank you, Pennsylvania. The cockroach governors of those four states did not protect their elderly. And why do we know this? Because if we look at the statistics, an enormous percentage of the death were out of the old age homes. An inappropriate, unfair, of absolute negligence. Because we knew from the beginning, no, Dr. Burks, it's not about now that we're in the third month of the virus, we understand how it works, but we're still finding more things out. No, we knew in the first week of this virus, it hit the elderly. You had Dr. Oz, you had Dr. Drew, you even had Dr. Phil, until they all had to genuflect and apologize for their COVID sins, telling us this isn't going to hit the kids, it's going to hit the elderly. We knew it from the beginning. So where was Andrew Cuomo? Where was Governor Murphy? Where was the jackass that runs Pennsylvania? What about the idiot in Massachusetts? Where were they protecting the people in the old age homes? They weren't there. This is what we did wrong. And the net effect, we created way more death than would have been. Now add to that the other four reasons I gave you. And look at that number at 115,000. Now let me hit it from the other angle. Victor David Hansen out of the Hoover Institute, et al., meaning others, told us, and now it's out in the open. It's in the open. Look it up yourself. Even with Google censorship, which is another thing we're going to have to deal with. Even with Google censorship, it's clear this virus was circulating in China as far back as October. How many of you listening know people in America last fall, I'm talking October, November, that got hit with something nasty that took them to ER because they couldn't breathe, that caused them to say, I don't know what the heck this is. I never had anything like this before. How many of you? know somebody like that. Well, you know what that was? That was COVID-19 because it was in our population back then. And you know who was spewing it into the state of California? That's right. All those flights out of Wuhan before the Chinese government even knew or even let us know that they knew they had an issue. Let's just take California. And understand that with a little common sense, and yes, Dr. Fauci, yes, Dr. Burks, yes, the rest of you who don't know, common sense trumps credentials. That's right. You got common sense, that trumps credentials. I'll tell you straight to your face. If purely on the basis of credentials, you think life's about listening to the experts, you are a jackass. You are a first-class donkey. You haven't learned kindergarten yet. Credentials do not trump common sense. Common sense trumps credentials. So let's use a little common sense. And let's understand that the West Coast was infected far earlier, meaning the state of California, than we thought. Studies show there's lots of them that minimally, minimally, 10% of California has the virus. They had it. They were exposed to it. Please, I'm genuflecting. 
I beg of you, learn what that means. It means the virus went in your mouth, down your lungs. The virus went up your nose. The virus went through your eyes. Somehow the virus got in. You had exposure to the virus. A lowball, 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 lowball estimate. Utilizing the minimum of common sense, backed up by multiple references, is that 10% of 40 million Californians have been exposed. Against, we don't even have 5,000 deaths yet in the state, divided by 10% of 40 million. That's 4 million. That gives us like 0.1% infection fatality rate. It's still no worse than the flu. You get it? Look at what we've done in the state of California. Oh, yeah, I know. And that's because the quarantine has worked so well. Listen, Jack, if you think running around with a cloth face mask, which is going to emit and pull in half of those micro aerosols, has really been what's protected us and minimized damage to the point where we've limited the infection fatality rate to that of the flu. If you really think some useless, idiotic surgical masks are responsible for this, I have a bridge for you in New York. It's on sale. Just send me a check for half a mil and go over to New York and claim that you own the bridge. I got a bunch of bridges for you. If you really think that, you're being so naive. If you really think that what California did is the reason this has been contained, think again. I genuflect. I beg of you. Think again, once again. Because you're being scammed. This is what Witkowski was saying. Check my show. This is what Dr. Drew and Dr. Oz, before they silenced them, were saying. This is what Ioannidis before, well, you don't hear from as much. This is what he was saying. This is what the doctors, the Dr. Anderson up in Bakersfield, him and his partner, were saying. This is what Jay Pacharia was saying. This is what Dr. Katz was saying. This is what Gusecki is saying. And here's the bottom line, guys. Testing. Remember those tests we were supposed to get? Remember how everybody was supposed to get tested? Have you noticed that's not happening? If all the people in the state of California were tested tomorrow without giving their names, we'd just find out how bad we were scammed. We turned the world upside down because we were scammed. And it ain't going to stop until this sinks in. Check my website in three hours, straighttalk.cc. I'm going to finally get to the second half of the show, what you can do if you're in those niche groups. God bless you. Keep your chin up. This thing is done. See you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week. Okay, part two. Part two of the country is open, but what about the elderly?
Indeed. You know, in hindsight, this whole thing's been about the elderly. Zero to 20, the death rate is 0.02%. Up to the age of 70, without comorbidity, this is a very small percentage of the deaths. So how do we get to 115,000? I enumerated on the show. Half of it's basically a lie for reasons I stated. Part one, I'm not going to get into that now. But this really has been about the elderly. They did and do have a real concern here. And the truth is, vaccinations, honestly, if I was 75, had comorbidities, had no money, couldn't protect myself, then let's be glad for a vaccine if it works. If it's a joke, if it's 20% effective, it's a different story. But there's been a real piece of this. My problem knowing that, my problem saying that, is what did we do about the elderly? Well, number one, a la Andrew Cuomo, king pig, and he is a pig, and so is that jackass that runs New Jersey. And I call them this because how stupid can you get? We knew within the first few weeks this thing was going after the old and the sick. And if you're old and sick and without money and in an old age home, you're not getting good care anyway. So that was the group you wanted to focus on. And did we do that? No. Andrew Cuomo at the plea, at the beckon of the old age homes, the administration, to separate them, to help facilitate a separation. In other words, in a group of 100 old people, one old person gets sick. You take that old person and quarantine them and shut it down immediately or it will spread like a bonfire. That takes money. It takes facilities. It takes testing. It takes lots of things. And the old age people, the old age homes, people that run them are familiar with this from the flu. So they knew they needed help, went to Cuomo. They didn't get squat. Cuomo, Phil Murphy, all these the, these northeastern governors. And where do we have a third of the deaths? In the northeast. So this has been a crock. If you take out the mistreatment of the elderly and you take out the lying on the death certificates and you take out reporting the same COVID case three times and you take out or consider how many people are basically immune to this thing. And if you consider now that we want to be on our way to herd immunity and may not be on our way to herd immunity because of the quarantine. If two people that aren't going to get sick, meaning sick, are going to get symptomology, no worse than the flu, aren't allowed to circulate to give it to others who aren't going to get sick, meaning the way it would have ripped through the young population up to the age of 50, say, at least, and you don't allow that to happen, well, then you do what? You slow down herd immunity. And what does that do? It prolongs the risk. So when you add all of this up, it's been a botch. All right, so herd immunity. So the elderly. What do you want to do about grandma and grandpa? 
The first thing you got to do about grandma and grandpa is get them into sunlight. The elderly stay home. After 70, 75, they stay home because they can't move. So they don't get sun. So they tend to stay indoors. They tend to get depressed. They tend to meet the aging process with a mentality that our medical people, yes, our medical people should start to push an alternate view of what it's like after the age of 70. And what our medical people have done, right? Remember, medical doctors to take care of the sick, to help deal and ordain that whole process through which one is no longer very obviously 18 years old. But that doesn't mean they can't run in a marathon. It doesn't mean they can't climb a tree. It doesn't mean they can't sprint up a hill. Why do the old have to be condemned to a mentality after the age of 60 or 70 that says life is over? You know, I'm getting older now. You know, it's time for me to slow down and just hope that I have enough health to lift my grandkids. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Call me warped. I hate it. When older people go, I just want to have the time and the health to play with my grandchildren. I want to puke. I didn't come here for this shit. So what are we going to do? Number one, if you are over the age of 70 years old, get your ass in the sun in the morning with as little clothes as is reasonable. Get yourself outdoors. And if you want to respect COVID-19, get yourself outdoors where other people don't go. Because really, the history of the plague has shown us, no, not that face masks help, all right? History has shown that if you stay away from the areas where you've got a concentration of a plague, you're much less likely to get it. That makes sense. So, you never heard me yak about six-foot social distancing. Not if you're vulnerable. If you're vulnerable, you shouldn't be too close to other people. Understanding that those micro-aerosols are going to travel no matter what you do. They go way more than six feet, way more than 12 feet. They'll move. And you still get infected. But statistically, you're going to cut it. It makes sense. It's smart. And it works. And what I mean is, if you're over the age of 70, you have a comorbidity, I don't mean you're so sick you can't stand up. If, you, if we wanted to put the money somewhere, we should have put it into those cases, like the old age homes, where really we could have spent top dollar and everyone would have supported it. Bilateral, nonpartisan push to set funds aside to help people that were comorbid in the old age homes that needed specialized care that only money can provide. I doubt anybody would have argued against that. But if you are moving around and you're over the age of 70, go out every day for an hour or two in the morning. 
and stay away from people. That's the trails, the hiking trails, the beaches, the parks. And get that sunshine on as much of your body as is reasonable. No, I didn't say vitamin D. I said sunshine. Let your body self-regulate your vitamin D with an hour of sun every day all over your body. No, I'm not talking about the sun after 10 p.m. The morning sun. The sun is up now at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. sun. 7 a.m. sun. 8 a.m. sun. 9 a.m. sun. And after that, get out. The morning sun. That's not just for your vitamin D. That's for your immune system. Because the immune system is regulated by the high glands, hypothalamus, pituitary, and pineal. The immune system is regulated by the circadian rhythms, which you're not going to have if you don't get sun. Yeah, Dr. Burks, Dr. Fauci, yeah, the Surgeon General, not a stinking word about that. No, they didn't get that in school, or they didn't forgot, or it doesn't fit their agenda. So number one, you have to get out in the morning. You have to get sun on as much of your body as is reasonable and go into nature. Nature is everywhere. Even in the cities, we have parks. Now, what are you going to do when you get there? What you're going to do is walk or run or jog or move. Figure it out. That's your job. But I want you to put a heart rate monitor on. I mean something in the form of a watch. I want you to get a watch. There's a company called Alpha Mio, M-I-O. And they manufacture a watch that you put on like any watch, click it on, and it'll give you measurements of your heart rate continually. I want you to get into the park. Suppose you have a cane. It's okay. Suppose you have to walk with a loved one. It's okay. But what I want you to do is get that heart rate up. That's right. Your job is to get that heart rate up. Why? Because the minute you don't circulate blood, you're dead. That ain't rocket science. How do you get the immune system where it needs to go in a dirty, filthy, clogged up intercellular space when you can't perfuse it with blood? I'll let Dr. Fauci answer. Oh, Fauci! Is this something that hasn't occurred to you? We all have to just hang out under a rock and wait for the vaccine. And Burks, his sidekick, my God. My God. Where's the hookup into the science? Well, the intercellular space, especially over the years, gets 
filthy. It gets riddled. It gets absolutely riddled with fibrin, with all sorts of excrement. Excrement that's absolutely consistent with the aging process. It's consistent with disease. It's ultimately, in a sense, just consistent with life. Life rots out important spaces in the body. And once those intercellular spaces get clogged, suppose you've got to deliver a lymphocyte or a macrophage. You think those immune system saviors just mosey on down into between the cells that easily when those spaces are scarred up and clogged? No, no and no. They can't get there. You don't need to lose every war with a virus, every, every fight with a virus, because you have a comorbidity. That's a, a weak term. A comorbidity is just a symptom of what produced the comorbidity. So if you say if you have high blood pressure, if you have obesity, if you have uh, cancer, if you have an autoimmune disease, if you have asthma, these are all comorbidities. You shouldn't be thinking in terms of comorbidity. You should be thinking in terms of what in your physiological subset does the comorbidity represent. And as it relates to the immune system, when your comorbidity is no doubt the product of a clogged intercellular space, you need to move your body. Because motion will move the fluids of the intercellular space. So you want to take your morning event. So I'm going to call it the morning event. You want to pay good money, pay top dollar, drive a little further, be chauffeured a little further, whatever your trip is. And you want to get into an environment in nature and you want to move your body in the morning sun with this watch on so that your heart rate in 20 second intervals gets up to about 120, 130, 140. Yeah, if you have heart disease, if you've got some sort of real reason you can't do that, you can't do it. But most people can. And if you have grave doubt, grave doubt, grave fear, get it okayed by your healthcare practitioner. And what does this add up to then? What it adds up to then is that heart rate's up at 140. You're 73 years old. You're going up some hills. You might even need to go up some hills and down some hills with a cane. A staff, we call it. Something to walk in the woods with. Something to protect yourself with. Something to beat a dog over the head. Beat a whoever over the head. Something to make sure you don't trip and fall to keep your balance. That's what I'd be doing. That's what I do. I'm not going to tell you to go into the middle of the ocean and dive off a boat. I'm not going to tell you to go swim in a rough current. But you ought to be in the park. You ought to be on a trail. You want to be in some environment in the morning 
with the sun where you're moving your body. And that means you move your body until you see the heart rate up at that chosen heart rate, 120, 130, 140. And then you sustain the motion to sustain the heart rate. And then you stop and let your heart rate come down to 100, 110. And then you pick up again. Do that three to four times a week for 20 to 30 minutes. And use your common sense. Now look at that. Now look at that, Dr. Fauci. Number one, sunlight, not just for vitamin D, but for the circadian rhythm. Number two, motion, real motion. As I define sunlight and motion, great. Just do that. Do you know what that would do by itself? That's where the science should have gone. That's where our medical doctors should have gone. But no, what's the prevalent attitude? Dr. Burks, just crawl under a rock, shit down your leg in fear every single minute of your life, not go see your parents over holidays and Father's Day and Mother's Day. Just crap away and pray for a vaccine, which is probably only going to be partly effective. I know a lot of people that don't give a rat's ass about this I know people in their 80s that are like, if it's time for me to go, I'm going to go. But I'm not going under a rock. I didn't live this long to be told to go hide under a rock so I can live in a, an extra year or two. God bless you. God bless you 10 times over. If the government said to me today, Medici, you pay an extra $100 a year or more to make sure all the old people of America get their food delivered, in sterilized fashion, get chauffeured, get whatever they get to make sure that we really do reduce their exposure, I'd support that. I'd pay that in a second. If they had the attitude. But these dummies, and they are dummies. You went to school, you know how to read, you know how to think. You know how to maintain an alternate viewpoint? You know how to sift through the truth from the lies? And you don't do it? And you just believe Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks? Guys, do you realize how much money those two have invested in the vaccine industry? And if it's not direct investment, it's indirect investment. Who is kidding who here? Come on. How long have you been on this planet how long? 70, 80 years? You can't figure out how vested these people are? Oh, I know they're government officials, so they couldn't possibly be lying. You didn't think that before COVID-19. Why are you thinking it now? Listen, it's like Dan Bongino says. It's come down to you got to make a choice. You got to get in people's faces. I keep telling you this. I've been telling you this for a long time. The conservative factions of this country cannot just let this blow over because it won't blow over. The virus blew over, but the agendas are not going to blow over. That means you don't get scared to tango. 
It doesn't mean you have to be violent. It doesn't mean you have to shed blood. It doesn't mean you have to do stupid things. But it means you need to tell people there's another way to look at this, and they should. Don't crawl under a rock to the moral indignance of the morons. Because that's what's going on. All right. Let's get to another thing for the elderly. Take your money and go figure out how to turn your bedroom, your sleep experience, turn it into something sacred. This is a big deal. This is not a little thing. By the time most people are 70, they don't sleep anymore. They don't sleep because they don't get the sun. They don't sleep because they don't move their body. They don't sleep because they're so stressed they can't sleep. I'll get to the stress in a minute. But you have to attune yourself to a much, much, much better night's sleep. Because without that, the brain doesn't clear. And the immune system doesn't self-regulate. You either go too low or too high in the immunity game. You go autoimmune, hyperimmune, or you go too low in the immunity. That's not a little thing. That's a big thing. So what, I have to do a seminar on sleep? I have. I've done a bunch. You look it up. That's right. It's sitting there right at your nose. It's sitting there. The fat man's on your nose, waving his hand, going, hey, Stukach, thick skull, dense. You want to do something for the coronavirus? You want to be immune to it? You want to help yourself in a serious way? Drastically change your sleep habits. What, I'm going to pause now and do a one-hour dissertation on sleep? I've done too many. You figure it out. I'm asking you to make the connection between sun and health, between sun and beating COVID, between sleep and beating COVID, between motion and being COVID, getting the heart rate up and beating COVID. I'm asking you to make that connection because when you add up all the things I'm going to lay down and you take care of them all, you have transformed that protective defense against COVID. Too simple, I know. Right? It's common sense. See, this is what these pig-ass intellectuals make you think, that their degrees and their credentials and all this crap make them the experts so you can't use your common sense. Take your faith away from common sense, and that's how you become a sheeple. Take your faith away from common sense, and that's how you become a sheeple. Because then everyone can pull their trump card on you. You're not an expert. You don't know. You can't have an intelligent opinion. You can't have a conversation with Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks. What are you? You're just a dumb truck driver. If you had brains, you wouldn't drive a truck, you see? This is the kind of mentality that prevails today. And so we give up our thought process and our common sense. Well, let me tell you something. You're not going to meet anybody that's been in school more years than me. It'll never stop. 
for me. For every truck driver I meet that has common sense, I meet five professors in various departments that have no common sense. For every one I meet with common sense, I meet five truckers that have common sense. See, that's the beautiful thing about the working man. The working man says, look, I don't understand this, but I've got this other ability. It's called common sense, and if this doesn't make sense, I ain't doing it. And that's what I love about America. It's kind of got this attitude about the working man, or at least it used to. And how the working man's not stupid. Working man may not have the education. But then again, who does have the education? Does an accountant from Harvard have an education about science? Does a scientist have education about accounting? Does an athlete know what to do with his money? Does a doctor need to know or need does a doctor know how to lift weights? Does really anybody know anything outside their chosen field? And the answer is no. So in a sense, we all have wonderful, impeccable credentials. And in another sense, we don't know beans, you see. You know what that means? When you're investigating an unknown terrain and you just don't have the credentials, you better use your common sense. Or, well, remember Bertie Madoff? Remember Madoff? Good old Bernie? All you actors out there that he ripped off. All you working professionals with your impeccable credentials and high IQs and big mansions. Boy, did he screw you over good. You know why? Because you stopped trusting your common sense. You know what the people on the inside say about people that gave Bertie Madoff money? They say it wasn't your lack of credentials. They say you didn't use your common sense. You didn't vet the guy. There's always ways to sniff a rat. Shouldn't take a lot to sniff out a Bill Gates and a Fauci. Stalin said it. Follow the money trail. Start there. Use your common sense to follow the money trail. Expose somebody's biasness. All right, so straighten out your sleep. How about blood sugar? There's number five, good old blood sugar. Yeah. Too complicated, I know. Too simple. Dr. Fauci would have said, hey, you want to beat this coronavirus if you're over 70? Get your sunshine. Get your exercise. Regulate your blood sugar. Perfect your sleep. Right, I know, but he's too smart for that, right? So it can't be. This is what amazes me. It amazes me how many things we could have done from Jump Street for our health. That's why I did the webinar. 
blood sugar. Go get yourself the AccuCheck and start running your blood sugar into a more ketotic level, meaning all day long, keep yourself with your blood sugar under 100. Learn to function between 80 and 100. Any of you listening to this show, if you need to know the specifics of this, I can't talk for six hours today. So if you need the specifics, just get on my site. That's straighttalk.cc. I don't need to tell you that because you're on it. Regulate your blood sugar. Get your heart rate up. Get your sleep perfected. Get out there in the sun an hour a day. How about you come out of shock? How about that one? You come out of shock. Your average old person's in shock. They've had the shit knocked out of them over the decades. And then they're sick. So now you're 70, 75, you have a joint replacement, you're not captain of the football team, you're overweight, I'll get to weight in a second. And add it all up, you're stressed. Stress beyond stress. Then our healthcare leaders are telling us to hide indoors and not see anybody. I just had a guy die, not me, but... Nice guy. 84 years old. Metastatic prostate cancer. Guess what? Guess what? I mean, this is sick, man. This is sick. It's sick. His last months were spent in Zoom conferences with his family because they didn't want to hold him and touch him and hug him and kiss him. I can't even say this because they didn't want to give him the virus. Here's a guy dying of prostate cancer and his family didn't want to give him the virus. Why didn't the retards go out and get tested? Yeah, you can go out and get tested. Take my word for it. You can go out and get tested. Why didn't they go get tested, prove to themselves they were negative, and then tell dad what the risks were so that dad had a choice? And okay, yeah, if dad said, yeah, look, you know what? Uh, I know I've got a death sentence with cancer, but... I'm going to pull it off and I don't want COVID getting in the way. So unless you test negative, then you got to stay away from me. If dad said that, then dad said that. But dad didn't say that. Dad wasn't asked that. Dad wouldn't have thought that. Dad, in fact, would have thought the opposite. Look, I've only got months to live. What the hell would I be physically distanced from you? I'm telling you, I won't use names, but I just saw that happen. I need help in moments like that. I lose faith in my fellow man in moments like that. I really do. Starts making me think on rather extreme levels that I won't say on air or off air. When you're that stupid, really, when you're that stupid, 
I have to ask you to consider that you just might be taking up too much space. You might just be taking up more space than you really deserve to be when you're that stupid. But that's the agenda. That is a political thing. That ain't science. That ain't common sense. There's no excuse for that. Well, maybe these people are in shock, and that's my point. He was in his 80s. The family was in their 60s. They're in shock. Their head's up their ass. What do you think shock is? You start out in the playpen. You start out in a group of little kids, all of whom are in the field of bliss. And little by little by little, you lose your joy. Now, the track to that is your, nerve, your nervous system is dysregulating. As you lose your dream, your nervous system loses you. And as it loses you, you're left in extreme states of stress. You live in PTSD. You live in shock. You live like some of these guys that come back from war. You don't have to go to war to have PTSD. So now you're running around in PTSD. That means you don't get the vagus nerve delivered. That means when you go into macrophage aggression, a.k.a. cytokine storm, when your first line of defense, the macrophages kick in and go ballistawicts, and it's time for them to stop before your lungs. They'll eat your lungs. As they eat the virus, they eat your lung cells. Before they turn off, the other part of your nervous system, the parasympathetic nerves via the vagus nerve, have to deliver the message. So that the sympathetic, stimulatory, pro-inflammatory immune piece, immune system, through the macrophage, which you want to launch the attack on the virus in the lung, the kidney, the heart, the vascular system, all these place we say, places we say COVID can strike. Well... At a certain point, we want the immune system to shut off. What do you think shuts off the immune system? Those are impulses delivered through the vagus nerve. And when you're in shock, it doesn't happen. Now look at that. Shock, insomnia, blood sugar, sunlight, heart rate. My God. Is this complicated? What about radiation? EMF. Have you had it measured? Do you turn your router off at night? Are you stewing in radiation? Of course you're stewing in radiation. You live in Southern California. Oh, not me. My Gauss meter says zero. Not me. I'm good. No, you're not. You're not good. You're not good because what you're living in is blocking the telluric currents. It's blocking the Schumann waves. 
it's blocking what's in the earth that needs to be in you because of the steel cage you're living in. Could be an expensive steel cage like Bel Air, or it could be as dirt cheap as your car. Either way, it's a cage. Either way, it blocks receptivity. Either way, you don't get delivered to your glandular centers, your high glandular centers, hypothalamus, pituitary, pineal, the intelligences through those waves that keep your immune system optimized. EMF, check my shows. I put a couple of articles on. 5G, 4G, 3G, 2G. It's not just 5G. It's just radiation in general. All of it that you're in. And you see, the prevailing mentality is, oh, yeah, 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 I know about sleep. Yeah, 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 I know about shock. Yeah, 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 I know about EMF. Yeah, 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 I know about blood sugar. Yeah, yeah, I know about sunlight. Yeah, 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 I know about motion, right? See, that's the prevailing mentality. I know about all this. What don't I know? Now, what is it exactly I need to do to fix the COVID? You see? At this point, you're really lost if you're asking that question. It's called health, my friends. And old people are in breach of it. You don't even have your youth working for you. You don't have your youth compensating you. The only difference between young people and old people is compensation. The only difference between the health of old people and the health of young people is compensation. Young people have reserve systems to counter what's going to become their disease in old age. It's a way to look at it. It's a very relevant way to look at it. Really doesn't matter if we're discussing your diabetes or your cancer when you're 20 or when you're 80. The same factors are driving it. It's a matter of the fact that at 20, you've got a reserve to prevent a metastasis or to stop a cancer. At 80, you don't. So we ought to be into that reserve. That reserve is the art of health. And I'll leave you with that for today. Now I could go on. The elderly. There's so much to do for the elderly, but what we're really saying is there's so much to do for your health. After that, it's what you have to do versus someone else. I didn't mention obesity. I didn't mention fasting. I didn't mention hot-cold therapy. My God, there's just so much to do for your health. But don't ask Dr. Fox or Dr. Burt. Those two yo-yos, they just want you to hide under a rock. So as we approach Father's Day, as the ignorant remain petrified, as those people who should be afraid, maybe it is your dad, have done really nothing other than hide under a rock in fear. I'll conclude my show. Just shy of Father's Day next Sunday. Time to clean house, my friend. You're going to have to draw a line. And as for COVID-19, the virus... I'm doing this addition to the show today. It's Tuesday mor Monday morning. Guess what, guys? We had 300 deaths. 
324 deaths. And no, it wasn't because of the quarantine. It's because the virus has run its course. And no, there is no big risk that we're opening up. But don't tell that to Andrew Cuomo, you see, or any of these other beasts. Time to stick together. Time to get on with it. Time to take care of your health. With that, I bid you adieu, and I will see you next week. God bless you.